Hare Krishna, we'll start in five minutes, irrespective of uh, who comes along. Wait for a couple of minutes, Sachi Pray Prabhu, then we'll start. Yes, Prabhu, yes. No problem. I have a feeling people got confused with that uh, first uh, post by Sunil Prabhu. Okay. Daily message, nah, he just pays. So he pays uh -huh. till 4 o'clock or so in the morning. Okay. Till about 11 o'clock, none of you had seen it. So you had not, uh, mm. uh, you know, you had yourself, you admin guys. Oh, had I, I wouldn't have seen, yeah. yeah others, others would never have seen that. Mm. So we'll wait for this couple of minutes and then two, five minutes. Sure.
So we have now six people. Sorry? We have five people now. Yeah. Of uh, 
Krishna. Acharyas say that she started with Nama Pankaja Nabhaya, Nama Pankaja Maline. She did not start with the lotus feet because by relationship he is uh, her nephew. So towards the end she said Namaste Pankaja Amre. And she also said, please give us calamities so that we could constantly meditate on you because every time there are calamities, you appear. So, uh, the important take home from this part was that the Lord is invisible to a proud materialist. She speaks about that. You are uh, accessible only to those who are materially impoverished. Akinjana Gocharam. Akinjana Akinjana Vitaya. So he is, unless one is materially totally impoverished in terms of one's attachments, one cannot approach the Supreme Lord. If one is trying to advance, in one's birth, as per, in other words, being proud of one's family, Janma and Aishwarya, one's uh, uh, wealth, Shuta, education, Sri is beauty, so her own beauty. If somebody gets maddened by a, these things and tries to advance in these, advance his pursuits. He is not qualified to approach the Supreme Lord. Naiva Arthat Ahat obviously is like Hindi. Some South Indian languages as well. One doesn't deserve such a person who wants to advance in material pleasures is undeserving of approaching the Supreme Lord. Who is Akinjana Gochara? Uh, it's very difficult to capture the Supreme Lord by one's material senses. Like it's mentioned in Brahma Samhita, Vedeshu Durlabham, Adurlabham Atma Bhakta. Or in Bhagavad Gita, it is mentioned, Bhaktiya Mama Bijanati. Only devote, my devotees know me. And only devotees can understand the Lord. Even through Vedic knowledge, scriptural knowledge, one cannot understand the Lord. That is why it is mentioned in Brahma Samhita also, one's eyes have to be anointed by the salve or ointment of love. Premanjana Shurita Bhakti Vilochanem. So Queen Quinti was one such devotee and all the mothers in this group would do well to memorize our prayers. It's wonderful. They're wonderful prayers. Srila Prabhupada delivered a series of lectures which was published as prayers of Queen Kunti. There's an interesting story also that there's a book distributor uh, who was on the street. And I believe it is in the Eastern Bloc, erstwhile Eastern Bloc. Uh, countries, East European countries, which were communist. And uh, when somebody was trying to distribute a book, one person specifically, uh, when, they, when she took a book and then saw that, who's this, she asked. I don't get the exact past name, but it's on these lines. And then she said that this is Kunti. So then said, she actually came in my dream and said, you please take that book. And she's a queen, so she actually can chastise people. I think it was somebody who was a neighbor who was uh, uh, initially very uh, unfriendly with these devotees or something like that. But suffice it to say that Queen Kunti is also our Acharya. She is still protecting uh, us. Please remember, it is not easy to please 
sage durvasa in kunti got the bones of those five mantras through which she got three sons for herself and uh, uh, two for her co-wife madri was obtained because she pleased sage durvasa to please sage durvasa is next to impossible as you would read in the pages of shrimad bhagavatam she is a very special lady and very great devotee and uh, it is shown by the fact that she prayed finally uh, to lord krishna that please severe my ties with my family it's extraordinary it's, it's a queen talking generally we hear that uh, women tend to be a little bit more attached to families um and uh, which is why it's extraordinary that we hear queen kunti saying please severe my ties with uh, my family she initially queen kunti is a sister of uh, vasudeva the children of surasena and she was uh, given off in adoption to kunti bhoja and that is why arjuna is called partha so in many ways we can see kunti maharani is directly connected to our supreme lord radha partha sarathi the supreme lord krishna this partha sarathi means charioteer of partha partha means son of krita so the name is connected straight away to the lord and we will learn today now in bhishma uh, dev's departure which is where we left off and will continue this one important take off from queen kunti's uh, teachings and that is that um, one should be ready to welcome even calamities um, if one gets the opportunity to remember krishna there could be adversity i remember one of the uh, senior devotees in my temple and uh, one of my mentors he advised me when i was separating from my family for the first time to some extent in 2006 that uh, his first answer was uh, first statement as what to do even your body is not yours that is of course very important and then he said one should learn to philosophize in the time of adversity so we should be able to philosophize at the time of adversity that's a very very important trait very significant trait and uh, queen kunti also prayed to the supreme lord and this is a prayer that is quoted by shri radhanath swami maharaj in his book uh, journey home also right at the beginning ವೈಮೇ ಅನನ್ಯ ವಿಷಯ ಮಧುರ್ ಮಧುಪತೆ ಸಕೃತ್ ಪ್ರತಿಮುತ್ಪಾಮರ್ಥಾತ್ ಗಂಗೆ ಭೋಗಮೂತಾನ್ಮತಿ ಸೊ ಇಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದಟ್ ಪ್ಲೀಸ್ ಲೆಟ್ ಮೈ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಕಾನ್ಸ್ಟೆಂಟ್ಲಿ ಫ್ಲೋ ಟುವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಯು ಎಕ್ಸ್ಕ್ಲೂಸಿವ್ಲಿ ಅನನ್ಯ ವಿಷಯ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದ ಗ್ಯಾಂಜಿಸ್ ಫ್ಲೋಸ್ ಟುವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ದಿ ಓಷನ್ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಹೌ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಅ ಡ್ಯೂಟಿ ಶಿ ವಾಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಟೇಕ್ಸ್ ಅ ಲಾಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಕ್ಯಾರೇಜ್ ಟು ಪ್ರೇ ಟು ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಲಾಟ್ ಟು ಗಿವ್ ಮೀ ಕೆಲಾಮಿಟೀಸ್ unless one uh, i'm just covering this part because last time i rushed through when we wound up this part so she is a great devotee and in shila prabhupada's own iskon movement it was uh, some devotees had started praying for like kunti marani to pray for more calamities so in the news reached shila prabhupada shila prabhupada said there's no need to pray for more calamities already you have enough karma so we should not make this mistake of praying for more calamities because we don't know what all our krishna's plans already for us so we should simply pray that in all circumstances may we please remember you that's all martavi satatam vishnu vismartavi nanjapuchu and then uh, we come to today's uh, section we start with the glorious departure of uh, bhishma deva 
Nabishma Deva fell on the 10th day of Mahabharata, the battle. The battle, as you know, went for 18 days. And on the 10th day, Bhishma Dev fell. And that's after that, that Karna began to fight for the uh, Kauravas. Because it was a vow that he had taken. And uh, Bhishma Dev was, as they say, he was called Pitamaha. Kuru Vridha. He's also called Kuru Vridha. He's called Pitamaha. He's a grandsire or the patriarch of the Kuru dynasty. Because we can see that the Pandavas and Kauravas were sons of Pandu and uh, Dhritarashtra, who were the sons of Vichitravirya, although they were uh, fathered by Yasudeva. And Vichitravirya was uh, the brother of Bhishma uh, Dev, who was born much later than him, when he was already crown prince. Chitrangada and Vichitravirya were born to his father Shantanu from mother Satyavati whom uh, Shantanu married long after Bhishma uh, was already declared as a prophet. So you can see the age difference. So many people say that he was like 500 plus years. Some people say he was even 900 years. I don't know the exact calculation. But he was, apart from Krishna, probably the greatest warrior on the planet at that point of time. Although once during the Virata Parva, Arjuna does defeat Bhishma. But he's indefatigable, which is impossible to beat Vishnu Dev. Because he has literally defeated Parashurama, who is a Shaktivesh avatar of the Supreme Lord, who taught him weapons. It's not an ordinary situation. So, we are at a juncture when Krishna is about to leave for Dwarka from Hastinapur. So, the Pandavas are all trying their best to stop him. So, Krishna now smiled and prepared to leave after listening to Mother Kunti's prayers. But then all of a sudden, Yudhishthira stopped him. Yudhishthira stopped him and he was overcome with grief, extreme grief. Somewhat similar to what Arjuna had. And we will see how it's even worse. Because Yudhishthira was so kind-hearted, he thought that he was responsible for the massacre of so many people. He personally felt responsible for all this because he was thinking that because of me, just to enthrone me as the emperor of earth and of Hastinapura, this battle was fought and so much bloodshed happened. And nobody could pacify him. He was lamenting deeply. Nobody could pacify him. We heard of Arjuna Vishada Yoga, which is the first chapter in Bhagavad Gita. This is Yudhishthira Vishada Yoga, literally. Uh, it's not described thus, but we can understand this is what it is. So, he felt it was a great sin and he was lamenting deeply for this sin. And nobody could pacify him, including Deva and even Krishna himself. So that is how you can see this grief is even worse. Arjuna's grief could at least be pacified by Krishna. Now even the Lord, Supreme Lord could not uh, pacify Yudhishthira. So then he wanted to understand what is his dharma in this situation. So then Krishna inspired him to go to Bhishmadev, who was still lying on the bed of arrows uh, on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. Because there were uh, people keeping guard because vultures, jackals, etc. would be coming and sometimes ghostly entities also come when there are deadly dead bodies lying or near dead bodies. 
So Bhishma Dev was such a great yogi that he was holding on because he had the he had the blessings of Ichha Mrityu from his father Shantanu. Now Shantanu is no ordinary person. Shantanu was originally from the uh, heavenly planets, and uh, he was cursed to take birth on Earth because he was lustfully looking at uh, Ganga Devi when the air blew and her uh, clothes sort of moved. All the other demigods, they lowered their head, but uh, Shantanu and Ganga seemed to be enjoying the attention. Um, so then both were cursed to appear on the earthly planet and then the, uh, other Vasus uh, who were along with the uh, Dyao, the Vasu, they stole the cow of Vashishta, they were cursed to appear on the material world. And because they only plotted, their death was quick. Ganga would immerse them into the water and their life would be over. They would go back, they will be going back to the material uh, higher realm. But because Dhyao, who is I think the Vasu, representing the sky, he was the one who literally stole the cow. So then he was cursed to spend a long time on earth. So that's Bhishmadev's position. But later on, we also understand that he has a spiritual position. And uh, so we said that Shantanu had blessed his son for Icham Rityu. Uh, Shantanu had healing powers also. He could heal anybody just by his touch. Special uh, capabilities. So therefore, uh, it was natural that he could bestow special boons. And uh, so then, Bhishma Deva was there lying on the bed of arrows. Immense pain. You just imagine, one small thorn pierces our body, we were not able to handle it. See, he was like, like in, in Hindi they say, Channi Ogeve. He was been like pierced from end to end by arrows. And like a hero, he needed a pillow of arrows which Arjuna created through his uh, prowess. Just, and then he also, um, gave him Ganges water to drink right from under the earth coming down. Under the earth she's called Bhogavati, Mother Ganga. So he got a drink of water also. And uh, so there it is. They went to meet Bhishma uh, Dev and the occasion was great. So all the great sages were already there. Vyasa was there, Narada was there. Many of the Saptarishis were there, Asita, Devala. All these great people were there. And uh, First of all, Bhishma Dev saw Yudhishthira and the Pandavas coming. He was overjoyed because he had seen how the Pandavas had really suffered. Now, we only keep talking about how the battle happened, some scheming happened, some uh, Kauravas were killed like this. We, should, we just study the history of how the Pandavas were tortured and were harassed by the Kauravas and under uh, Dhritarashtra's understanding many times then, you know, nothing that they did was enough. These were just complete aggressors. So, uh, it is mentioned here that Bhishmadeva became extremely overjoyed to see that the righteous Pandavas were enthroned already. And uh, especially because they were in a deserving position. Finally, they are at royal position. 
the pandavas have been enthroned so then he pacified and encouraged yudhishthira he taught him various codes of dharma if you pick it up in the first canto you can see many things that he taught uh, uh, yudhishthira the pandavas one thing i can share with all of you for your own personal lives is that bhishma dev said if you want to overcome anger forgive so unless one forgives one cannot give up anger this is a very important teaching uh, forgiveness is very very critical also for those of us who sleep in japa and bhagavatam class i know you can't sleep in my class right now at least i can see some of you are not sleeping others because the video is not on i don't know if they are sleeping or not um uh, if you want to overcome sleep get up this may seem very simple get up mean for example if you are chanting this is our understanding if you are chanting or you are studying bhagavatam or something and you feel sleepy immediately stand up stand up and continue that process his guru burjan prabhu my mentor says that i asked him on what is the best time to read he says when you have slept fully well after you have slept fully well then you should read otherwise you will sleepy this is something you can try to see that to overcome sleep you should get up um and then so therefore bhishma dev advised yudhishthira told without hesitation you can continue uh, it it is your dharma as king to rule this place and then the important thing is you when if you read the mahabharata for example you will see, i mentioned this earlier also probably you will see the immense number of times even seemingly uh, negative characters even animals who are portrayed in the stories mention this point this must be by the will of insurmountable providential time or something like that meaning we cannot stop the impact of time it was a fact that was well known to those people so um, we have, we have some of forget we think we are the controllers and bhishma dev had was telling yudhishthira that everything had come to pass by the supreme will of the supreme lord sri krishna therefore nothing is to lament brahma bhuta prasannatma na sochati na kankshati so neither does a person situated in spiritual position hanker for anything that he doesn't have nor does he lament for something that he has lost he had and he lost or which he could have had and somebody else has so either ways he doesn't lament and in this case um, because bhishma dev confirmed that everything had happened by the will of the lord um, so therefore it had to be accepted in one sense as his prasadam whatever we get is krishna prasadam in one sense it's all mercy chila prabhu mentioned once it's all mercy let us remember this in the material world there is lot of injustice right and wrong dualities in the spiritual world there is no injustice there is only mercy coming in different ways this i heard from isbes mohandop prabhu once uh, things were happening in my life and wondering what's going on but the time he explained this this was i think again 14 15 years back he told that uh, he told this point that um, we should be able to understand that 
there is no injustice in the spiritual world. It is just mercy coming in different forms. We should just have the Krishna consciousness to see that mercy coming. And then Bhishma praised the unparalleled qualities of Krishna. Then offered him prayers, some wonderful prayers of Bhishma Deva there. The Bhishma Sahasranama, which some of you may have heard. Many of you may have heard, at least in, uh, in South India, it's pretty popular. It starts, uh, he starts by, even the, it says in the Mahabharata, says Bhishma Vacha, Jagat Prabhum Deva Deva Anantam Burushottam, Suvannama Sahasran, and it goes on various things. Uh, Jagat Prabhum Deva Devam. So Bhishma Dev knew who was Krishna. So he starts off, that's how he starts. And then he gives a thousand names of Lord Vishnu. Uh, so, um, thousand names of Lord Vishnu. Wonderful prayers, you'll find that in uh, Bhishma Parva. Then he meditated on the Parthasarthi form of the Supreme Lord. Now, Srila Prabhupada mentions in the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam how in the spiritual world there is a Parthasarthi Loka. And uh, many Acharyas say that in the Parthasarthi Loka, Krishna is narrating Gita to Arjuna and Bhishma Dev is glorifying him. You will see the beautiful prayers, uh, you will see the beautiful uh, exchange between Bhishma Dev and uh, Krishna in the battlefield when Kaunteya Pradijana Hiname Bhakta Pranishyati, just to prove that um, Bhishma Deva had in the battle kept five special arrows for the five Pandavas because Duryodhana was constantly chastising him or, or rebuking him, or what do you call chiding him. In many ways provoking him that you know he is biased towards the Pandavas and therefore uh, you know he's sparing them. I know he could have done many things. And Bhishma uh, started fighting ferociously. Uh, the first day he, every day he would kill 10,000 warriors or something like that. He was practically capable of wiping out Akshohini after Akshohini. A huge number of uh, warriors. And uh, uh, these five arrows, Krishna alerted Arjuna about that. And there are various versions that when Arjuna, Arjuna went to Bhishma Dev, Yudhishthira, and I think Yudhishthira went to Bhishma Dev, took his blessings and he asked him, what do you want? So he asked for these five arrows. There are other versions which say that Arjuna stole them. So anyways, Krishna, whichever way you look at it, Sarva Karana Karana. Uh, it is extraordinary if you read the Mahabharata again. Uh, and uh, definitely Srimad Bhagavatam before anything else. Krishna is really a supreme person. There is nothing that he cannot do. Matasya Karyam Karanam Charitya. You should develop this faith. Krishna consciousness is not a social jingoistic club which we get together once in a week for Bhagavata Pravaha and daily for Bhagavad Gita class. It's a bona fide movement which connects us to the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna. So, Vishnu Deva was fighting the battle and uh, he fought so ferociously that Arjuna was about to be wiped out. And uh, so, Krishna got out from the chariot. Uh, he had promised that he would not take any weapon, but still, things were so bad that Krishna took 
the wheel of a chariot is called ratanga pani is one of the thousand names of vishnu ratanga pani rakshogya sarva praharana yuda is that three names of vishnu is come towards the end something like 920th or 930th names towards the end um so it's a beautiful iskon painting you might have seen it's krishna with his uh, flowing hair and dust and dust on his body and a kind of blood dripping from some of the wounds inflicted by the arrows of vishnu dev um and then running like a ferocious lion towards an elephant which is talk about that it's so beautiful that vishnu dev lays down his weapons and simply beholds krishna and uh, we also mentioned that the wounds inflicted on him the supreme lord he felt like you know flowers being offered by his devotees or slightly more confidentially like um, you know exchanges with a consort so so very extraordinary loving relationship in veera rasa chivalry which he had uh, with uh, krishna and uh, of course he was in aishwarya also is always glorifying the supreme lord aishwarya bhava and parthasarthi loka is where he eternally resides with the supreme lord according to uh, shrimad bhagavatam purported by sula prabhupada and bhishma uh, deva fell on the 10th day of the battle uh, and uh, the gita was first uh, narrated on that day which is mokshada ekadashi uh, so from then on it's another 48 days uh, for dakshinayana to get over this was in dakshinayana so on the 58th day uttarayana there could be some difference in calculations just uh, somebody can remind me to look for it i think it is 58 days on the 58th day bhishma deva meditated on the supreme lord and uh, left most glorious departure this is the death that we should uh, all aspire for um but the supreme lord is present in his holy name is the same so if we can all remember the holy name ante narayana smriti remember the supreme lord at the time of our death that's such a glorious departure surrounded by devotees chanting uh, acharya has been present when it's a glorious departure we should somehow pray that uh, uh ashwala radhanath swami maharaj says we are not uh, devotees are not scared of uh, death devotees are scared of forgetting krishna at the time of death so we should somehow develop that understanding that uh, this is the kind of death that we should move for the art of living l e v i n g which is called teaches us not just the art of living and uh, he attained the spiritual realm because he was observing the supreme lord as he was living and uh, instantly bhishma dev had uh, stood by the side of the kauravas and jayastu panduputrana yesham pakshe janardana the victory of the pandavas was re- was confirmed because janardana was on that side already it was predestined that if they had to win the battle so uh, it's very interesting that bhishma stood by his vow 
in one sense no vow is important if one has to please the supreme lord but for his vow he stood by a dharma so he was a devotee of krishna and he loved the pandavas at heart uh, but in one way just going by the will of krishna he continued doing that because through him krishna wanted to teach and very teach a very very important lesson and that lesson uh, gorang darshan prabhu mentions in his book however exalted one may be in material calculation if one stands against the righteous and sides with the wicked one would be defeated very interesting line he says valor cannot stand before virtue valor cannot stand before virtue so this is bhishma dev's life this is an example said by bhishma dev and uh, we keep talking about how the mother in law instructs the uh, newly wedded daughter in law through her daughter she doesn't directly chastise her or instruct her how to cook or how to do some household chore proper gives an example he instructs her through her daughter he chastises her through the daughter quite similarly the supreme lord sets an example through his own devotees so devotees are willing to play that role for the pleasure of the lord so bhishma dev's role just imagine it is so difficult it's like hiranyaksha and hiranyakashipu becoming rakshasas for three births of several thousand earthly years and, and divine years also hiranyakashipu meditated for 100 uh, divine years uh, so we can see that they took such great austerity what is the saddest thing for a devotee the saddest thing for a devotee is to be separated from krishna and the devotees ramananda rai tells chetana mahaprabhu the greatest misery for a devotee is separation from vaishnavas so that's why we say jaya nilo prema dhana karuna prachur yano prabhu ko dhagela acharya thakur the lament the separation of the acharya or even just separation from devote, devotees in general uh, i remember that uh, for three and a half years uh, for almost nearly four years yeah it's effectively three and a half years i was posted in nagpur uh, just after initiation i had to leave for nagpur and i faced some of the most challenging uh, times of my spiritual life from the family front um it was also an opportunity to take up lot of services for the moment um but i remember that at least for the last 6 months of my tenure in nagpur when i was working outside i used to pray every night before i would sleep that i want to come back to delhi please get me back to delhi please get me back to delhi it was shameless it was using krishna in one sense but then who else do we go to when we are in trouble so uh because i was really feeling separation from my spiritual master and my mentors and some of krishna arranged that uh, i did come back to delhi and that obviously helped my spiritual life and so uh, devotees of shila propa disciples of shila propa also uh, were serving in separation for so many years 77 shila propa left his earthly realm 
in 2007, I remember going to Vrindavan and uh, attending the anniversary of Srila Prabhupada, 30th year of Srila Prabhupada's departure, where the disciples celebrated and observed that festival as uh, 30 years of serving in separation. So, uh, strangely, in the year 1978 was the year of the biggest spike in book distribution, the year after Prabhupada left. The devotees were feeling so much separation from Prabhupada that they understood the importance of Vani Seva. Prabhupada said, I will never die, I will live in my books. So, separation from devotees is something that should pain us immensely. In other words, if you have to choose between a materially successful situation and a situation which will help us advance in Krishna consciousness for a devotee association, if you have a career choice, if you have an ashram choice, if you have any other choice of this matter, we should unhesitatingly choose that option where our spiritual life is nourished. Of course, it should be done by the guidance of Guru Sadhu and Shastra. So therefore, Krishna was setting the example through Bhishma Dev that valor cannot stand before virtue. Of course, Bhishma Dev himself was virtuous, but he was not on the side of the virtuous. And so then, Bhishma Dev departed and uh, Krishna resided for a few more months to pacify, the, uh, pacify his relatives and to please his sister Subhadra, uh, who was Arjuna's wife. Then he prepared to leave for Dwarka and the Pandavas were shattered completely. Kunti, Uttara, Draupadi, all of them were shedding tears, struggling to control their tears. All the residents of uh, Stinapura were equally uh, in pain of Krishna's separation. Dugaitam Nimeshena, Chakshusha Pravrishaitam, Shunyaitam Jagat Sarvam. Govinda Virahename. So it's Govinda Viraha that they're looking at. So if it's Yuga Itam, Nimeshena, if Nimeshena, if people can feel that separation so much, Krishna's exalted devotees, then what to speak about Krishna leaving for a long time from there? And uh, let us note that uh, from an external point of view, Krishna would not be coming back to Astinapur again. This is a very, very critical uh, event, Krishna leaving for Dwaraka from Hastinapura. So the very prospect of losing his association caused the matter pain. So the women were all trying to control their tears. Um, so, I mean, here is something for all the Matajis. If at all you have to cry, please cry for Krishna. Don't cry for other silly things. Because Matajis are capable of uh, activating their lacrimose glands far faster than us. Uh, so please use it always in Krishna's service. Uh, have no fear, use your tear, but use it for Krishna. Because you may have husbands, your patis, but the real pati is Krishna. Shriya pati, Ajna pati, is the pati. So should cry for Krishna, learn to cry for Krishna. Separation from Krishna and Guru. Uh, then it is mentioned that uh, they discussed about the glorious qualities of Krishna on the rooftops. Now they were not, of course, they were educated women in one sense because they were royal women, many of them. Uh, they had some idea of dharma 
and the Lord's position. But uh, they were lovingly discussing about Krishna's qualities and activities. And uh, these talks were more pleasing than the Vedic hymns, really speaking. So which is why Vedeshu Durlabham, Adurlabham Atma Bhakta. It is more important that uh, one becomes a confidential devotee of the Supreme Lord. Oh, interestingly, we have 16 people on this call. This is surprising. I never realized that Bhagavad Pravaha would have so many people. Yes, I could just see that Pratipradha uh, Mataji has uh, started increasing the tribe of uh, this group further. We welcome uh, Diva Lakshmi Mataji. Her, her, her legal name shows as Divya Kala. So, Daya Lakshmi Mataji. Daya Lakshmi Mataji has joined us. She is a disciple of Shilapa Palakrishna Vasya Maharaj. Uh, Mataji, would like to introduce yourself? Hare Krishna Prabhuji Pranam, this side Dayalakshana Devi Dasi. Um, I have been uh, like, introduced by Hare Sarvi Prabhu Radhika Mataji to attend this course and I am really interested to I'm so sorry, uh, I couldn't hear you. Like, deeper in knowing the the uh, the Shastra. So thank you very much, Hare Krishna Pranam. Can you start your video? We would like to have you darshan. You look like the daughter of one of my god brothers who comes to the temple. Which temple do you associate with Mataji? Hare Krishna. Which temple do you associate with? Uh, Iskon Delhi. I was brought up in Iskand Delhi, but now uh, I'm in, associated with Iskand Dwarka. Because it's near to my yeah, 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 now I know. Your, uh, your uh, father associates with Jitamitra Prabhu, right? Yes, Prabhuji. Oh, yeah, I, I know you. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you, Harish. Uh, so then, the Pandavas finally bid farewell to Krishna. And uh, with great difficulty, they did farewell. And then he departed. So, Gaurang Darshan Prabhu says very nicely that spiritual love cannot be measured in material calculations. It is indicated by the amount of separation one feels for the beloved. And we talk about the gopis. So, in the Gaudiya Parampara, uh, Dipuralamba is rated higher than Samboga. Separation is higher than union. And uh, Srimad Radharan is of course the topmost epitome of all this. She would feel separation from the Lord even when she was with the Lord. Extraordinary. So, of course, we won't get into that in detail now. Uh, I'll just open a new window and digress otherwise. So, let me stick to the topic. Which is that, uh, therefore, one must feel separation from the Lord. May I request everybody to start their videos? Uh, and then when Krishna reached Dwaraka, he blew his conscience. Uh, he blew his conscience to herald his arrival, Panchajanya. Uh, there you are, Dr. Vikas. 
हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी ंगवर्स But the Pandavas they feel extremely encouraged. Quite similarly, when he blew his conch shell, um, it uh, removed the dejection in the hearts of the Dwaraka Vasis, who are feeling separation from the Supreme Lord. Uh, and this was for a very long time, several months. So then they all ran with various uh, presentations for the Lord. So imagine, Lord is back. And then you've got to glorify him with offer your uh, felicitations. So they then then uh, came with several uh, gifts, and they said that oh Lord, it's our great fortune that we are going to see you again. It's very extraordinary. They say in your absence we are like ice without the sun. It's a very beautiful analogy. So the ice on their own cannot see anything. Unless the sun is there, so uh, quite similarly, we can see the Shrimad Bhagavatam has taken the place of Krishna after he has departed for his uh, spiritual realm. So it is a Purana Arka. It is the sun which has come to dispel the darkness of uh, ignorance in us. And uh, so, without the Shrimad Bhagavatam, we don't have the Shastra Chakshu to see things as they are. We don't have the shastra chakshu to see situations and connect them to Krishna. That is possible only by studying. That is why we started with the prayer Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, Nashka Prayeshwa Bhadreshu. Almost all uh, other uh, dirt or contamination is removed by Shrimad Bhagavatam being studied on a regular basis. Uh, in fact, I am seriously of the opinion that when we do start Shrimad Bhagavatam uh, study after completing the Pravaha, we should simply study all the verses, just study everything, study all the verses, and then maybe towards the end I can give a 15-minute summary. All of us could read one after another, little bit, little bit, little bit. So studying the Bhagavatam is so purifying, and where you need an explanation, somebody gets stuck later on, I can explain. That's what I'm seriously thinking. That way, all of us can complete the reading of Shrimad Bhagavatam together. And there are many study groups in uh, across the world who do that. So this group can do that. Like Bhagavad Gita, we are practically doing that. We are reading through the whole of Gita, except uh, word by word meanings. We are covering it. So coming back to this, that uh, the Lord is like uh, the sun and. Uh, um, the subjects of Dwarka, the Dwarka Vasis, they felt like their eyes without the sun bereft of him, uh, without the Lord's uh, association. Uh, 
तुम्हें उपेक्षिलो नहीं कि हाई पे गोती कोई है दयालु मारा जय राधा ना इफ यू लीव मी व्हाट अदर ऑप्शन डू आई हैव इफ यू लीव मी तुम्हें उपेक्षिलो कि हाई पे गोती व्हाट विल हैपन टू मी दैट्स द मोड ऑफ द डिवोटी सो द लॉर्ड सेपरेशन इज़ टू मच समटाइम्स व्हेन वी चैन जपा Krishna, when will I be able to really reach you? I'm just muttering this, not even uttering. I'm just muttering this mantra akshara. It's not even japa. I'm so far from you, so distant from you. Even fake it till you make it. Sometimes you sit in a room alone and chant. Look at the deity form of the Lord and ask Him, pray Him, pray to Him. Then will I be able to relish Your holy names? Nainam gala dashu daraya badanam dadgadru daraya gira pulakya nichitam vapukada tava nama grahane bhavishadi. When will that day come? It is said that if our eyes don't shed tears naturally, when we are chanting, when we are committing some offences in japa, that is why we are not able to. Face the situation. So we should consciously try to avoid offences to the holy name. And uh, queens of Dwaraka also came there. Krishna was obviously casting his krupadrishti, merciful glances upon all of them, and smiling. Just imagine how beautiful will be Krishna's smile. Uh, So then, Krishna's beauty is inseparable for the mind, the eye, and the heart. So the love for Krishna was perpetual, and Krishna's sixteen thousand one hundred and eight queens also came, and they were bashfully standing there. He associated with his wives, but he was not like an ordinary householder, not like an attached husband, in bed, or whatever, on the other side also. Uh, he was not interested in sense gratification with them. Neither did the Krishna's queens satisfy him by their feminine attractiveness. Their unalloyed loving service and affection were the main features of Krishna's being attached to them. Krishna was being attached to them because of the unalloyed loving service and affection. And uh, so therefore, we must know. Gorangeshan Prabhu confirms this again. Uh, it's not material lust that was the basis of the relationship between Krishna and his queens. It's based on spiritual love that we should know. And then we talk about the power of good association in from Shrimad Bhagavatam in the first canto. And uh, the stages of so Krishna is back in Dwarka from Hastinapur. So the stages of Naimisharanya asks Parishit again because King Parishit is obviously the Acharya of Shravanam. Uh, transcendental devotion service starts with the process of hearing. And uh, Parikshit is uh, effectively the Acharya for this Paddhati. 
and you have only seven days left to live and uh, what do you do so he asked that question and he was willing to hear the transcendental topics of the supreme lord without uh, food or water on the banks of the ganges so then uh, sudha goswami describes the past times of uh, uh, not really past times the word past times is generally used for the supreme lord so here when parikshit was born uh, many qualified brahmanas they described his wonderful qualities and predicted his future activities so all these are not ordinary brahmanas they already know what is going to happen and they described his future qualities he called him parikshit parikshit means examiner uh, why was he called examiner because he constantly remembered the form of the supreme lord whom he saw in his mother's womb and he would obviously look for that face everywhere amongst the men he would see so amongst all the men he would uh, look for this person the way is called parikshit so he grew up very luxuriantly along uh, under the tutelage and uh, bringing of his uh, grandfathers the pandavas and so uh, it's compared to that of the moon during a waxing fortnight it is growing then sudha goswami then led uh, described the events leading to uh, parishit maharaj being enthroned as the emperor of the earth emperor of the world the king of hastinapura once vidura uh, the former minister of uh, the kauravas he had uh, come to meet the pandavas so before the battle didura had uh, tried to put sense into wicked duryodhana's uh, ears naturally uh, in kaliyuga nobody will listen to dharma and didura is none other than uh, dharma raja the lord of death and the lord of dharma and uh, acharya say that duryodhana is kali personified and uh, chakuni is dwaparyuga personified so they both have their own little plans so obviously dharma nobody would listen and uh, of course this is just from rishi kumar samhita is not there in the book or anything uh, it's just an understanding you can look at it like that it's not easy to Uh, in south in kerala there is a saying that uh, if a, uh, if a bull comes to uh, uh, if a buffalo comes to gore you with its horns there is no point in chanting vedas into its ears so that's the scene with kaliyuga uh, so then they insulted vidura badly so vidura was the son of the shudrani uh for vyasa uh, deva or on behalf of vichitra virya devarena sutotpatti this is banned in kaliyuga one of the five things banned in kaliyuga devarena sutotpatti for one brother to have uh, children from uh, his uh, brother's wife under exceptional circumstances uh, so 
because uh, Ambika and Ambalika were uh, supposed to be impregnated by Vyasadeva, whose form was so ferocious that uh, one closed her eyes, so she begot uh, Rudrashtra. Another went pale, so she got Pandu. And on the second day, when uh, again uh, Ambika was to be sent, I think she instead sent her uh, servant maid, so who was very dutiful and uh, service oriented to Yasudev, who, who bestowed on her the mercy of a very virtuous child, that is Vidura. Now, Dhritarashtra also had a child by Shudrani, it's called Yuyutsu. He took the side of the Pandavas in the battle. Srila uh, Prabhupada mentions that the word Jujutsu probably comes from that. Jujutsu is a martial art of Japan. I mean, Jujutsu means one who is desirous of fighting. Samaveta Yuyutsavaha, that first phrase also comes. So then, uh, we are coming back to the fact, uh, fact that Dharmaraja or Vidura was insulted and so he went on pilgrimage. Then he met uh, sage Maitreya. In the third and fourth cantos of Srimad Bhagavatam, their exchanges are mentioned variously. And he heard from him Srimad Bhagavatam. So this is another prasanga. If you study Srimad Bhagavatam, it will be all over the place when it comes to chronology. So, but uh, Prabhupada mentioned that chronology is not important, the message is important, content is important. So, there is Shukadeva Goswami speaking to Parishit, there is uh, Sutta Goswami speaking to the sages of Naimisharanya, there is Maitreya having a conversation with Vidura. All of them are discussing the same Srimad Bhagavatam. Then, uh, Today we will discuss till uh, uh, Kali suppression and then we will conclude the first canto by next week. Uh, so, again, a very, very critical situation in this. Because Vidura had to leave that place and uh, after the war he came back because he saw that his brother was in complete Maya. So here it is mentioned, a devotee knows the art of converting the reversals in life into opportunities for spiritual advancement. Who can say how did Vidura make use of his reversal for an opportunity for spiritual advancement? How did he do that? He left the place and went off to Yatrasana Prabhupada. Perfect, perfect. That's the point. So if somebody feels insulted, uh, then it is natural that uh, he goes away from uh, uh, that place. But after that, what he does is very critical. So we may face very difficult situations in our life, even in our Krishna conscious lives. Uh, so at that time also, we should not give up devotee association. Under all situations, hang on to devotee association. Hang on to the lotus feet. There's still a lot better than what you will get in the outside world. We have to anyway tolerate, might as well tolerate devotees. It's far easier to tolerate devotees than outsiders. At least they will come and even if they hate you, they will come and chant by your side if you're leaving your body. I can put that, put my money on it. Even somebody hates you all your life, if somebody comes to tell him, uh, that person or her, that 
uh, we are about to leave our bodies, then they will come and chant for us. So that's the beauty of devotee association. His grace Radhika Raman Prabhu, son of uh, one of my Shiksha Gurus, His grace Anantarupa Prabhu, is the temple president of Boise, uh, Idaho. Uh, Radhika Raman Prabhu is uh, one of the youngest PhDs in the world. Uh, he did his PhD from uh, Vaishnava theology from uh, Oxford. His younger brother is also a PhD. And both of them are members of ISKCON India's uh, Shatrik Advisory Council. And you will see his interview in the movie Hare Krishna also, Radhikaraman Prabhu. Radhikaraman Prabhu gave a beautiful example in his Bhagavatam class in Delhi several years back. He said, you take a bunch of sharp stones and put them in a small sachet and you keep shaking them. I've given this example to many of your devotees in personal conversations. Um, and uh, in classes, definitely. So you keep shaking them. These sharp shrapnels or the sharp stones, they keep poking at each other. And through this constant shaking and rattling, they get polished. So whatever happens, even if it pricks us, it causes us pain. Let us be in devotee association. Let us get through that situation. Because devotees can help us beyond our imagination. They can help us see Krishna in situations when we cannot see Krishna. So under all circumstances, we should value devotee association, especially during reversal. So like Vidura took the association of Maitreya to hear Shivan Bhagavatam. And he went on pilgrimage. It's not like he started drinking, saying that I've been abandoned by my family. People do all those sort of things. Uh, they take to the bottle or they leave uh, Krishna and take Maya on the rebound, as they call it. Uh, in, the, in the material world, there is a, there is a phrase called, uh, uh, whenever a relationship is broken up, there is something called a rebound. Somebody breaks up with a relationship, he immediately goes and... Uh, he or she immediately goes on to the next available partner. It's a Western concept, naturally. Um, but um, the fact is, if we try to leave Krishna and try to catch Maya on the rebound, we will not be rebounding, we'll be kicked. It's not a ball that will rebound, it'll just be kicked around. So, uh, we should see how we can utilize reversals in our life for spiritual advancement through devotee association. And constantly seek that association, which will help us cut our anarthas. And a sadhu may cut our anarthas in ways and means that we do not know. So then, Vidura returned to Hastinapura. He did not come there to stay comfortably. He came there to enlighten his brother, Dhritarashtra, who was enjoying the comforts of material life. In fact, his own son never listened to him. Although he took his head all the time, his son never listened to him. And, uh, but the Pandavas every day would come and touch his feet, keep him in the uh, palace with royal comforts, literally making him feel like the king he never was. Please remember when he was ruling, he was always having a, that, uh, that sword hanging above his head. Uh, that, you know, this kingdom doesn't belong to me, it belongs to the Pandavas. I am only proxy. So, he always said, he was never king. Finally, aha, I am king now. I have all the comforts. The so-called emperor of the earth is now coming to touch my feet. So, what more can you ask for? 
so then our comfort zone comes in in our spiritual life we don't want to chant attentively we don't want to study bhagavatam attentively we don't want to uh, follow trinadavi sunichana taroravi sarishmana we may think that that principle is for others other people should be trinadavi with me these sort of things coming but um, that is comfort zone for us and when we are complacent sadhus will come and cut our false ego um i i quoted this in the past i want to quote this again because it's one of my favorite jokes in his con his great atmatatva prabhu the this shila proper disciple is from south india he was one of the first proper disciples i met in his con year 2000 i think i met him so he said after initiation doesn't mean you become puffed up das and false ego devidasi puffed up das and false ego devidasi so that's the option we should make our life in such a way that we i remember my glorious spiritual master sonas gopal krishna was maharaj telling me that uh, in a meeting to me and many of the other leaders said i would like each one of you i would like all of you leaders to become servants of the vaishnavas and servants of the vaishnavas means we cannot be discriminating that this is a good vaishnava that is a bad vaishnava vaishnava is a vaishnava to develop that mood of serve being servant of the vaishnavas and uh, one of the services sometimes is for sadhus to characters their service to us um, and so vidura rebuked dhritarashtra like that so it was well meaning so he told dhritarashtra there is no need to live such a degraded and undignified life on the charity of those whom you tried to kill several times please see Dhritarashtra was scheming, conniving to kill the Pandavas over various occasions. And uh, death cannot be counteracted by anyone, Vidura is telling his brother. Your father, brother, well-wishers and sons are all dead. Your body is overtaken by invalidity and showing symptoms of imminent death. It is a shame that you are still hanging on to palace comforts. Better quit this palace immediately. this is like the paraphrase of what he actually said if you read the bhagavatam you get the exact line so uh, effectively vidura is calling dhritarashtra a dog living on what is remnants thrown by the master so uh, we shouldn't also get comfortable with the facilities shila propas a utility is a principle one of my senior god brothers uh, and rahul will uh, recollect him fondly this bhakti vinod prabhu he says uh, it is not like facility is a principle uh, checkbooks are the basis initiation is the essence and uh, uh, what is the fourth one yeah majority is the force so he paraphrased each of the four things that are conventionally accepted in islam saying what we have degenerated them to we'll just focus on this fact that facility is the principle there is a threat in his con of people joining because of the facilities uh, or it looks it is have to be in his con great place to hang out with great social club or uh, if you are a full time devotee temples here are in vaikuntha but at least they offer swargaloga benefits uh, and main thing no accountability imagine i am a temple brahmachari i can't lose my job so amazing great place to be with so one can get comfortable at that time sadhus should come and cut 
cut the false ego. False ego of false ego Devi Dasi and puffed up heart of puffed up Das. One of my god brothers, elder god brothers, tells me Rishi Kumar. So he calls me Rishi Kumar. So I said, Karuna Kuch, Karo. So Sadhu Sangha can come in various forms. Like I said, mercy comes in various forms. Uh, Dhritarashtra was chastised by his saintly god brother. I was about to say god brother. Uh, saintly brother. And so then he decided to quit the palace along with Gandhari. And uh, being satisfied with his mission, being successful, Vidra also left. Although the Mahabharata talks about Kunti also accompanying them, uh, but Srimad Bhagavatam doesn't say so. And we follow what Srimad Bhagavatam says. It doesn't matter what this book says, what that Purana says. Take one book and study thoroughly and live it. That is enough. The Vedas contain 100,000 verses. If you tr start following each one of the lines, Veda Vakya, you will be finished. What to speak about that? You study Hari Bhakti Vilas, you will faint. The number of rules and regulations that we have to follow. While you are bathing, you should not uh, uh, clean the back of your soles with your other foot. Can you imagine? We have a tendency when we are bathing, when we are under the shower or whatever, that we clean one the behind of our soles with the other foot and so on and so forth. I mean, that's offensive. So tomorrow, you know, you can't do anything. Prabhupada himself said, if I tell you all the principles, you will faint. So we should just take one line of thought and follow it. Follow what Srimad Bhagavatam says. Because Srimad Bhagavatam Purana Mamalam. There's spotless Purana. Let's be clear about that. So then Dhritarashtra later on performed austerities with a lot of determination. He got liberated, it is mentioned. So the take-home for this is uh, the purpose of a saint's visiting householders is only to enlighten them and not to enjoy their opulence. So like Shukdev Goswami used to visit householders also for Madhukari. For begging, so to say. But he would stay there only as long as it took to milk one cow. Those were the days where there were cows. So then they used to be milked. And it would take whatever time it would take, that's the time he used to stay in each. So he would stay in a grasta's house only to provide association. But a sadhu should not depend on the comforts offered by grasta's. Like, for example, in this group, there are 21 families. Suppose I decide that uh, I will uh, ask each family to send me prasadam two times, 10 days of the year. Nice variety. Somebody will make South Indian, somebody will make Gujarati, somebody will make Maharashtrian food, uh, everything. So that takes care of 210 days. Very beautiful arrangement. It's just like Iskand's life membership scheme. So, but then, a sadhu should never become dependent on anyone other than Krishna. One should not de become dependent on... Uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur warns about uh, devotees going to householders with the desire of eating luchi chini, shandesh and roshabulla. One should not get into those. So, um, Dhira, Dhira, Janap, Priya, Priya, Karo. The Goswamis were like that. Sanatana Goswami was the first counselor of Raja. So they would... Sadhu's job is to help householders understand the higher values of life and the next steps. Not that he just takes facilities from them. 
and the householders also should understand that they should approach a sadhu only for spiritual guidance on how i can improve my chanting how i can improve my swadhyaya those sort of things or spiritual uh, or philosophical questions um the reality is that for all other emotional needs uh, managerial needs etc there are designated people who should approach those authorities grahastha should have grahastha counselors or uh, if they are in management they should take guidance from their higher management authorities uh, it's not like uh, we misuse association that is very very critical so then yudhishthira started chastising himself again he thought that gandhari and dhritarashtra uh, left because of him because he did not treat them well enough when narad muni arrived there narad muni is amazing he gives narayana narada so the pages of bhagavatam he will appear several times so he told yudhishthira that give up your anxiety you are thinking that uh, you know they cannot live without you maintaining them we actually think like that i give the prayers of pralad maharaj balasena in sarano pidaranu simha each parent thinks that i am maintaining my children and uh, each sinking man thinks that a boat can save him and each sick man thinks medicines can save him but tavat vibhot anubhavam tudupekshitana bereft of your mercy my dear father my lord narasimha dev no parent can protect his or her own children not possible similarly no son can take care of his parents bereft of the mercy of the lord so yasdev is saying god has created a natural system by which every living entity is sustained through other living entities i think he is that is where he talks about jiva jiva se jeevanam problem i'm sure uh, your uncles and aunt have gone out to pursue spiritual paths and eventually they will get liberated you just focus on your duty narad muni came and told yashra it's a nice way of saying mind your own business and that's what it really means in krishna consciousness if a devotee tells you mind your own business he is telling you just perform your duty that's it's a very important thing to remember uh, is this rajasham prabhu mentioned in one of his lectures and one of my best friends told me this he says we should follow the principle of myopsis mind your own business save yourself mind your own business save yourself janma sartha ka kori karo parapata but save yourself then save others so i am not going to sacrifice my if i have round spending i am not going to just sacrifice those rounds and go on preaching sessions if it is a legitimate reason i'm just giving an example uh, or if if uh, uh, it applies to you also if you have to you just you should just switch off your mobile and chant that time nothing else be selfish with regard to your sadhana but of course it's not like you sleep till 7 o'clock then wake up at the time and others are awake and keep you around chanting and saying that now you should be selfish that is being utterly selfish selfish and lazy so tatat karma pravartana focus on what we have to do at the right time and be selfish in that sense uh, that uh, save yourself is very very important at the same time uh, mind your own business which is purely krishna conscious and uh, uh, that which is uh, directed by our guru sadhu and shastra uh, so here narad muni has told him to carry on with your duty but he also told him that 
Lord Krishna is soon going to complete his mission on earth. And once he departs, you Pandavas should also retire timely. So hearing all this, uh, Yudhishthira was freed from his lamentation. And here Gaurang Darshan Prabhu says that uh, saintly association is the greatest boon in this world because it brings clarity in one's thoughts and inspires one to pursue higher purposes in life. Now, because we have a longer class, sometimes I will give a little bit of other stuff also because many of you are going to become preachers and also some of you I have very, very close uh, personal relationship with. Uh, there are some devotees who are staying very far from me but who used to be in touch with me. So some of the things I say uh, are intended for them as well, for their own personal spiritual growth. Uh, if I do say something that is insensitive, please forgive me because all of you are very special. Sitting on a Sunday afternoon, uh, one and a half hours is, is a major contribution to the ecosystem of the universe. Uh, so then, Narad Muni had already hinted to Yudhishthira that Krishna will leave uh, or Krishna has already departed. But Arjuna had uh, gone to Dwarka along with Krishna and it's been about seven months he had not returned. Uh, Yudhishthira could see there were inauspicious omens around all around. In various places these omens are mentioned. People had become wicked and deceitful. So he could already see that Kaliuga was uh, manifesting. Yudhishthira Maharaj was, please remember he is uh, Amsha of Dharma Raja. So he knows what is right and what is wrong. If you study the Bhag um, Mahabharata, many times you would feel after Krishna, it is Yudhishthira who is the hero of Mahabharata. This is so spotlessly correct. We um, may come up with our interpretations based on TV and Amar Chitragata. But if you study Shastra, we can understand Dharmaraja was spotless. Um, there are many things that he did. He knew what he was doing on most occasions. Uh, so then... Uh, Yudhishthira was talking about how the seasons are changing. We are talking about global warming season changing. It's a sign of Kaliuga. Kaliuga is full of the season changes. In deserts it will snow and in, in the ice packs, uh, the icebergs will start melting because of excessive heat. Standard global warming is a sign of Kaliuga. Uh, pestilence and war and natural calamities. Anyway, so Yudhishthira was describing things to Bhima and uh, Arjuna arrived. He was very morose. He had tears in his eyes. He was looking very dejected. Then Yudhishthira asked him several questions about the welfare of uh, the, the Dwarakavasis, the Brajavasis, sorry, the Yaduvanshis, Krishna himself and Arjuna. He's also talking about his personal welfare. He asked some very, very interesting questions. Uh, did you not meet your Kshatriya Dharma? Did you hmm, associate with somebody of lower caste in a wrong way? Or uh, did you reject the advances of uh, somebody who approached you? Or various things. You can read the Bhagavatam, you'll know. So finally, Yudhishthira asked him, are you feeling empty due to losing your most intimate friend, Lord Krishna? I can think of no other reason for your dejection. When I first time when I read this part of Srimad Bhagavatam, I almost felt like crying. It was so difficult to handle the Lord leaving. 
just imagine if it happens that the supreme lord is with you all the time and then he decides to end his pastimes and live it's so heartbreaking so no pain or pleasure of this mortal world can overwhelm pure devotees their pain and pleasure are connected to their separation and union with krishna ram krishna bhagavan says all the pain and pleasure of a devotee is connected to his connection with krishna here again i mentioned about ramanand rai telling sri chaitanya mahaprabhu that the greatest misery is separation from devotees so then arjuna composed himself and said uh, he told king yudhishthira that my intimate friend krishna has left me thus my astounding power which astonished even the demigods is all gone scripture mentions that uh, in the abhiras putavedi women of dwarka arjuna could not even fire his arrow they would not reach them there's no strength but arjuna so brave that he still used his bow to hit a few people and chase them away but the fact is that with krishna having gone his strength was all gone just like at the end of the war krishna was seated on the chariot and asked arjuna to get down the etiquette is that the charioteers will get down first like you know ayes saab and open the door that kind of thing but uh, arjuna was wondering why krishna is not getting down and asking him to get down but when the moment arjuna stepped down the chariot literally burst into flames and then krishna stepped down after that the moment krishna stepped down it burst into flames so it was krishna who was keeping it in one place there so many celestial weapons that attacked that chariot with krishna who was keeping it in one place please also remember that god absorbed absorbed many celestial weapons also himself they attacked him it is wrong to attack a, a unarmed person in combat they attacked him badly uh, but that's the lord so many left arjuna's power left arjuna's power astounded even lord shiva mahadeva he was as they say in hindi barabar ka takkar and uh, he won the hand of draupadi he defeated the nivata kavacha demons he regained king virata's cows by defeating the entire kaurava army and he won over a ocean of invincible warriors on the battlefield of kurukshetra so then uh, arjuna was completely overwhelmed with grief it is mentioned initially arjuna remembered all those instances krishna came to help them all the beautiful past times that he had relished in their association uh, but finally he remembered lord krishna's instruction from the bhagavad gita on the battlefield of kurukshetra and the moment he heard it uh, he was free of lamentation because uh, and propat mentions here that uh, devotees uh, of the krishna consciousness movement should also meditate on the instructions of bhagavad gita and shrimad bhagavatam to be free from lamentation so if you have problems pick up bhagavad gita if you don't have problems pick up bhagavad gita all situations so uh, of course there is a story behind arjuna uh, losing all his power he could not have just lost to these abhiras is a curse by ashtavakra to the damsels of the heavenly planet who actually first took his shelter to get krishna as uh, their husband and then looking at his uh, strange uh, contorted form uh, laughed and so ashtavakra cursed them that they will be stolen by uh, 
tribesmen and then they express their uh, regret and remorse and beg forgiveness the sage uh, granted them forgiveness and told them that the lord himself will disguise himself as these abiras and steal them so acharyas give this explanation whatever it is uh, arjuna had no power and uh, he understands that all his achievements are due to the lord's grace so he doesn't any no devotee takes credit for his achievements and he doesn't become proud of them as shila prabhupada also says when he when they asked him how come chaitanya mahaprabhu never uh, preached in the um, western world so prabhupada says he wanted to give me the credit everybody obviously glorifies prabhupada for that but he knows constantly whose credit it is that even before he had gone abroad he had glorified sri chaitanya mahaprabhu in the first canto of shrimad bhagavatam itself even before the first shloka is given first, some 50 pages are devoted to sri chaitanya mahaprabhu and uh, so like we said arjuna pacified himself by meditating on the bhagavad gita and now yudhishthira could clearly see that the lord had left and uh, the signs of kaliyuga had completely set in so kaliyuga is characterized by increasing avarice falsehood cheating violence uh, kaliyuga was not a distant reality now for yudhishthira and the pandavas so he wisely prepared himself to retire i remember long back i read a book about a cricketer and he mentions that uh, you should retire when people ask you why and not why not you should retire at a time when people ask you why you should not retire when people ask you why not so yudhishthira uh, saw the signs and uh, he wisely prepared for his retirement he enthroned parikshit as emperor of the world he renounced the royal order it shows how he had his uh, hair uh, loose and he was wearing free bars and he was silent uh, and he did not even look back the mahabharata says that uh, pandavas went all the way to the heavenly planets and on the way they, they all fell except yudhishthira mahabharata the bhagavatam doesn't say bhagavatam is clear that kunti draupadi and uh, subhadra they all meditated on the supreme lord and attained the spiritual realm so here the conclusion is that responsibility should not lead to undue attachment to any one of you and detachment doesn't imply acting with irresponsibility ma karma palahe turbo mate sangvasti karma you should not give up things just because i'm just on a, on a whim uh, irresponsibility to just uh, give up things i find it very ironical when i speak like this but in any case that's a principle there's one thing i have been accused of all my life <clears throat> in iskon they have the use called bhagoda uh, the renegades or one who run away ranchodes no problem we are devotees of ranchod right so there's no problem we don't uh, there's a beautiful shloka which comes in the first canto on this tetva swadharmam charanam bujam hare so somebody can post this shloka from first canto rahul you can post that shloka tyaktva swadharmam charanam bujam harer put the translation proper also i remember shila bhaktivinod maharaj had uh, bhaktivinod swami maharaj is a sanyasi disciple of shila japatak maharaj he had visited iskon gurgaon in, in 2009 and he spoke on this shloka i remember 
so the rajarshis yudhishthira was a rajarshi uh, एवं परंपरा प्राप्त इमं राजर्षयो विदु सकाल महता युगा नष्ट परिटीबिलिटी and they retire timely with detachment that is a sign of rajarshi they rule with responsibility and they retire timely with detachment so we conclude today's session with that and in the next uh, session next week we talk about uh, how kali was suppressed by parishit maharaj the curse for the curse upon parishit maharaj and the meeting of parishit maharaj with shukadev goswami and then we'll if there is time then we'll also revise the uh, remaining part of the first canto so we have exactly started saying ajnana timirandasya probably om namo bhagavate vasudeva at 2 uh, 3 so it's one and a half hours those of you who want to leave the call may do so those of you who have questions may please ask now or comments कृष्ण धर्म प्रभु प्रज्ञ प्रभु Purna Prajnana Prabhu is a proper disciple. I don't know Krishna Dharma Prabhu is a proper disciple or not. Both are beautifully written. Thank you. Questions, comments, Prabhu's mantras. Actually, this is also an incarnation of Dharma Raj. Is it true? Yeah, yeah, he's an Amisha because uh, he was cursed by Mandukya Muni. Mandukya Muni, as a child, had uh, pierced the uh, ant with a straw, so he was uh, finally impaled. Impaling uh, is fully pechadana, as I say in Hindi. Impaling. So when he died, he was impaled. But of course, his rishis are amazing personalities. He could curse Yamaraj also. <laughs> he cursed him that uh, for a small. uh it was a disproportionate punishment for the uh because it is mentioned that as per the manu samhita that children below the age of probably 8 and adults above the age of 70 or 80 there's no karma for them i don't know the exact age 7 or 8 and 8 or 8 or 80 there's no karma for them they don't incur karma so he gave that example so dharmaraja took that curse and he was born as vidura and at the same time uh at the same time aryama who is the uh, ruler of the planet of the four fathers uh, pitruna maham aryama i think that's what krishna says in gita among the 
forefathers i am aryama so aryama was dharmaraj for that duration of time um mataji is asking this question that uh, what was krishna's age at the time of the battle of kurukshetra and also when he left the planet i don't know there are various versions some people say 125 years some people say it was 85 i am not aware of the exact number uh, all i know is that he is the oldest guy i know so uh, and proper talks about days that he was he had please remember he had grandchildren uh, and his mm. grandchildren had children anirudha was mm. his grandson pratyumna mm. son and anirudha mm. also had children so if anybody has great grandchildren he has to be Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Prabhuji. Uh, Prabhuji, one more question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pitrlok, what is uh, who go who go to the Pitrlok? Who are the people who go to Pitrlok? Pitrani and the Pitrovrda. Those of you worship forefathers. They do Shraddha. They don't worship the God. They do Shraddha for their father. Like my father, remember. He would not do Sandhya on them. He would do once a year. There is a ceremony where you change uh, the Janeu. It's a function. Uh, Shravana, Shravista. Uh, they they do it. So. But uh, what is the guarantee that their parents are there? It's a complete Yurima. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So uh, so he used to do that, but he would never. Uh, do any of his other duties but as far as shraddha was concerned he was very pakka he used to fast till afternoon wait for the brahmanas to come sometimes brahmanas would be like you know too smart they would not come on time so he would wait patiently respectfully he would deal with them just like we deal with the uh, sanyasis he would deal very respectfully with them offer them dakshina and everything shraddha means that which is done with shraddha so would offer pindadan to the ancestors lupta pindodaga kriya that is what happens when there is a varna sankara krishna says in uh, arjuna says in the gita offering oblations to the forefathers uh, is if somebody is focused on that and somebody is meditating upon the forefathers all his life many people say that uh, my vamsha my kula my parampara is possible that these people enter the planet of the forefathers but there is also people who don't get a proper body they be in the pitruloka um, proper body meaning they can get higher bodies also they could only get this much of a body so people anyway antakale cha ma meva yamyam api smaran bhavam tejatanchet ante kalevara tanta meveti kaunteya sadapat tadbhava bhavita so people who live with this kind of consciousness will naturally attain Uh, people who worship the forefathers people who meditate on the forefathers they will attain the pitruloka and there could be specific karma for some people which can take them only up to pitruloka they cannot ascend any further it is like just like you don't have sufficient fuel in your plane you can only go up to a certain distance so these are the three categories of people who could go uh, as per the gita it is clearly pitruni and the pitruvrta those who worship the forefathers go to the planet of the forefathers and those who don't get elevated from the planet of the forefathers they remain there Did i answer you uh, yes prabhu ji but what happens like how can we be sure that our pitras are there only they might have got another body they might be in some other place which is why it is a futile exercise to worship them 
ఇవ్వడానికి or uh, even if you had passed away many years back that's it the madhvas actually madhvas actually offer the food first to krishna and then to mm. the pitra and then mm. take it as the vaishnava so the same principle i remember when my mother passed away the 13th day function uh, i had to it was a promise i had made to my mother although as i am not duty bound to do all this because my ashram is different uh as a social custom i did it i remember recording the bhoga offering mantra on a on my mobile i gave it to my nephew uh, so i told him how to put tulsi because in shraddha they don't use tulsi they use other things they touch it with the kusha grass and all that so i told him to keep that plate ready put tulsi in it play this mantra offer the food and then we all took prasadam so uh, the concept is such that we should uh, uh, offer prasadam to the vaishnavas and haridas uh, takur mentions in harinam chintamani bhaktino takur talks about it it is sinful to worship the forefathers for a vaishnava you have to be very careful this sinful mm-hmm. you do not worship them at all we should see them as partakers of the mercy of the supreme lord offer the food to krishna first because yajna shishtasina santa muchante sarva kilbishai sarva kilbishai includes that of forefathers also bunjate te tvaka agham papam e pachante atma karanat if we eat only for ourselves our sense gratification or our pitru sense gratification it is sin so it has to be first offered to krishna so do harikatha harinam sankirtan and krishna prasadam that is sufficient Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Yes, in, in the slave sloka of Bhagavad Gita, it's a Bhutani Yani Bhutajam. Why should someone worship a ghost? You ask them. Because the point is, there are people who get, I'll tell you, if you go online, uh, there is a whole site about demon worship. They're like, they are demigods, they are demon equivalents for many of these things. They can, you know, like Daityas Dhanavas. if somebody wants to for, worship them you can but they can also give benedictions but, but what would they get it comes with side effects because it's like the christians have a concept that you you gave your soul to the devil it is like that because uh, these are people who can fulfill material benediction they cannot give you spiritual benediction so people worship because you know they want uh, like you know shatru samhara par shatru samhara durdevata upasana is very very powerful you uh, of course as vaishnavas if we chant sudarshana mantra it is sufficient satru samhara vedanta desika wrote it for satru samhara so we can there are vaishnava mantras for everything if we want but the fact is maha mantra contains everything so we just chant hare krishna maha mantra we don't want other mantras worshiping bhutas or you know these ghosts is specifically for material benedictions various things you can get it they get pleased very easily in many ways shipra prasadis they are 
like you know in kerala this tantric worship is very famous kerala and kashmir where even the nambudri brahmanas who are supposed to be the topmost brahmanas shiva shankaracharya made them pujaris for all the four months patripuri dwaraka shringeri they also know this atharva veda has lot of occult and black sciences even in iskon there is one disciple of shila japatak swami maharaj called chiteshwar prabhu he can uh, he practices white magic uh, but there are you know these black arts are there to worship these demigods um, you can get uh, bountiful harvest you can get a good wife you can get somebody else's wife somebody else's husband bashya all this stuff you can do Uh, but then it comes with a side effects it comes with lot of side effects because they are shipper copies also they immediately they get angry something goes wrong you finished off it is just like uh, if you remember in bhagavatam uh, the king of kashi he sends out a kritya uh, and uh, kritya means it's like just like what uh, he created durvasa created from amrish maharaj and finally that obviously you cannot attack the supreme lord so this kritya finally came back and attacked the destroy the whole place of kashi kashi was wiped out for some time so backfires that's other problem these uh, these uh, ghosts and demons and uh, all these people they can fulfill some material benedictions but uh, you never know how they can be pleased they may be pleased by killing all weird people there so because they are unpredictable because they obviously they are not uh, um, devotees of the lord so devotees of the lord are to be worshiped under any situation it is basically tamasic uh, such a prayer okay, okay. it comes in first canto the first canto it is clearly explained those people who are in the mode of ignorance they worship all these uh, horrible ghastly deities uh, there you go to south india also there are many such deities village guardian deities you know they they have this teeth jutting out and all that stuff like that please for meeting that please sorry go on understood bro thank you yeah who was that i heard a hare krishna then yes roji that's me uh, yes yes sister Uh, Prabhuji, I had a question that uh, I was reading Mahabharat written by uh, Krishna Dharma Prabhu. What did he say, Dasi here? Huh? What did he say, Dasi here? Huh? <laughs> That's very good. It's the first time I've heard somebody say that. Very beautiful. Good. Continue. Yes. Uh, so, Prabhuji, I was saying that uh, I have uh, I was reading the Mahabharat written by Krishna Dharma Prabhu. So it was written there that uh, Pandu was sent to um, that. Um, pitralok and he was surrounded by yamaraj time and death there but uh, then he asked naramuni to say to tell yudhishthir uh, uh, to do some rasliya yag so that he can be elevated to swargalok so my question was that uh, yamaraj resides in yamlok or in pitralok because or what is the location like uh, where is pitralok and where is yamlok are both the same i don't know the exact location but i my understanding is pitralok is somewhere between naraka and uh, the higher planet and the middle planets because pitruloka is not entirely a very bad place to go to come because there is no punishment pitruloka is, is a destination that you attain uh, as opposed to naraka where there is lot of judgment and chastisement so obviously he wants to go higher pandu was not being punished because he, he was not doing any sin 
except that practically he was in the middle of physical union when he left his body so uh, apart from that he was a very just and righteous king and very detached also he renounced the kingdom the moment he heard about the curse so it was not like he was getting karmic reactions it was just to be elevated far higher than where he was so my understanding pitruloka pitruloka comes somewhere in between uh, above the lower planets propat calls some plutonic planets uh, naraka lokas yes you you asking something else yes uh, producer i want to know that uh, like yam in yamlok yamraj resides but in the book it was written that pandu was surrounded by yamraj and time and death so is it like yamraj uh, is in pitrulok also and at no, he has jurisdiction he has jurisdiction over pitrulok also because clear okay. he has jurisdiction over pitrulok that is why aryama could as a probably next in command come in and take care of uh, dharmaraj's role he has jurisdiction definitely over pitruloka because ravana also tries to go to uh, pitruloka and uh, other places too he tries to defeat yamaraja and death personified but they just uh, disappear only because they want lord ramachandra to complete this task so it's there i will have to give you specific references which i currently don't have i'll have to look for it uh, exact location and uh, you know distance and all that Is it okay, mother? Thank you. Yes, thank you, Roji. But uh, I want one of the admins to just remind me. I asked you in the past also to remind me something, but now I, since I wanted you to remind me in the first case, I have forgotten. That is why. I don't know what all. This one at least, please send me a reminder that I have to get Dalashmi Mataji to. What is the reminder about, Roji? This question about. Uh, Jurisdiction of uh, Yamraj or Pitruloka and where it is located also. Okay, I will send out. Uh, should I send it out right now? And the you send it out right now, then as good as no. <laughs> okay, I got it. Just before next class, that's all. I am sure that Dalakshmi Madhuri Sadhana is not going to be affected by meditating on this question indefinitely. It can wait. No. You can take one last question or comment. Hari Krishna Prabhuji. Yes, Mataji. Prabhuji, last class there was a discussion I'm about. I am very happy that you are in uh, semi Vaishnavi attire. Very good. Thank you, Prabhu. Very last class there was a discussion about Mother Saraswati being from the spiritual world. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to ask why here the reference cannot be to Mother Saraswati from the material world, Brahma, Lord Brahma's wife, Saraswati. I am not saying it cannot be. I am saying that we when we speak. So, When Vaishnava speak of Saraswati, we speak of uh, the Shrista Saraswati, Satwa Saraswati from the spiritual world. Okay. Uh, in general, when we pray, it can be that way. But please remember that uh, Vyasadeva himself is writing these lines, and Shukdev Goswami is writing these lines. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudeva. He is writing, and he is saying yes. that uh, Shrimad Bhagavate Mahamuni Krite. He is a Mahamuni. Yes. So it's one of those things. so it is a little weird for him to glorify just our uh, material world saraswati this shloka also... it is it is from suta goswami yeah yeah it's from suta goswami but it was originally that's the point it's all written by it's all written down yeah. 
Ah, okay. Uh, it's all written down. So, yeah. So it yes. No, it can be this, it can be Mother Saraswati when we chant. It's very clear. But I'm saying for Vaishnavas. Yes. The Saraswati here is like she's the yes. same Saraswati who gave Kama Gayatri to Brahma. Yes. Right. It cannot be his wife, no? Then he's in this picture. Yes, true. He's not in this picture. So then. And do. Yes, please continue, Roji. Sorry, Roji. He's a consort of the Supreme Lord. That's uh, that's Saraswati. She's a consort of the Supreme Lord. That we don't understand. So, if given a choice, who would you pray to? Obviously, Saraswati. That is right. Uh, second question, Prabhuji, in this chapter, the first uh, shaloka is from uh, Vyasadev and then it is Sutta Goswami. So, Vyasadev wrote all the shalokas which Sutta Goswami uh, also I said or is it that... That is what I am saying. If you go back, chronology will go crazy. <laughs> I gave up long back on this. We can understand for our uh, understanding, we can look at this chronology that this is spoken by Sutta Goswami. But then who wrote Srimad Bhagavatam? He wrote it under Narad Muni's instruction. Yes. Bhagavatam was not even narrated to Parishit Maharaj. Yes. So who, who's talking about Kali personified? Being chastised by Parishit Maharaj. Is it Vyasadeva or Sutta Goswami? Sutta Goswami is talking about. No, but who's... How did Bhagavatam come about? Narration of Bhagavatam came about through Parishit Maharaj and uh, Shukadeva Goswami. Yes. But where did Sutta Goswami hear it? Sutta uh, Goswami was there uh, in the... There at, at, uh, on the banks of the Ganga when Sukadeva yes. Goswami narrated it. Yes. But where did Sutta get the Bhagavatam from? From Vyasadeva? Vyasadeva. Yeah. So it was already there, no? Now you ask yes. me which of the 18,000 verses was compiled by Vyasadeva, I don't know. My understanding is it is all Vyasadeva because he is beyond time. And space. He can even talk about what will go, what is going to happen next. How else could he come to Yudhishthi Maharaj and say that Krishna is going to leave, so now you should leave? How else could he tell Gandhari that these hundred pieces of flesh, uh, you throw away this big part called Duryodhana because he will destroy the kingdom? Yes. So it was perfectly possible. The understanding is he compelled Srimad Bhagavatam. So each shloka is compelled by him. This is a broader understanding. Yes. Yes. And that is why I told you chronology is up and down. Specifically, why I said, you'll go completely crazy. And Prabhuji, like we said... Also, so please remember, also please remember, uh, there is Varahadev coming in uh, Swambhu Manvantara, there is Varahadev coming in Chakshusha Manvantara also. Varahadev coming in two different cantos also. So, it can get very bewildering. That is why we simply follow. But the principles are time uh, beyond time. Principles are absolutely perfect. So, but I agree with you. It can get very confusing. Completely confusing. I, I was confused when I studied it. I was given this explanation. You know, in ISKCON, there are three, four answers that you are given to shut you up. One of them is, this is Leela. Second one was, this is Achintya Veda Veda. Third one is, uh, you know, Kalpa Veda. You know, this is different pastimes happen in different kalpas. And the fourth one is you will, it's too advanced for you. So, <laughs> I'm not saying any one of these. I'm saying clearly that in Bhagavatam, chronology is not important uh, as the uh, content and the message, content and the context. 
because the message is contextual. But good question as always. Thank you. Prabhuji, like likewise also like in Bhagavad Gita, if I'll, we say like Krishna is saying that I have already spoken to Sun God. So it doesn't mean the that Bhagavad Gita contained Arjuna, Dhritarashtra or Sanjay. It could be fantastic. a different... Fantastic. Exactly the same principle. You got it right. That's the right principle. It's not like it doesn't... But you never know it doesn't contain also because the message is the yeah. same. Yeah. So that's the one. But please remember that the 18,000 verses... There is one, uh, some acharyas say that 18,000 is for the earthly planets. For the heavenly planets, there are some three times the number of verses or probably five times the number of verses. So, there you are. We don't know which Bhagavatam is being spoken from. See, that's a new one, isn't it? It's not even, is it the same Bhagavatam or it is a... Uh, please remember that uh, the every Dwapara Yuga Krishna comes. Every one day of Brahma, Krishna appears. So then Vyasadeva will be compiling Bhagavatam, no? Has it ever crossed our mind that you could be from different uh, kalpas with the same thing? And Goranarayana comes in all other uh, Kaliyuga. But only when Krishna comes, then Mahaprabhu comes. So we are in a very special Kaliyuga. Where Krishna appeared in the Dwaparayuga and Mahaprabhu appeared. If you study Chaitanya Charitamrita Ante Leela, Mahaprabhu's meditations in Gambhira, you will not understand anything. Mahaprabhu Prabhu saying, I will just simply read the subject matter. Because <laughs> it's so esoteric and high level. So then, you know, what to speak about these topics of Srimad Bhagavatam. If you get into fifth canto, it's all prose. You can't even read the shloka. It's all prose. Like today, shloka with Guru Maharaj spoke about is prose. Did you hear his lecture today? No, 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 Prabhuji. No, Prabhu, we have a class here in the morning. Your class here in the morning and you skipped your spiritual master's class for that. God save you. Why? I have to give a screen sharing. Sorry? Oh, you have to screen sharing. Bad. We'll listen now. Uh, general principle should always be that if the spiritual master's uh, lecture is there, that should be given priority. Everything else is secondary. should be hearing. He's on the planet. He's speaking directly live and we're taking other duties. Not worth it. I'm not chastising you, but you definitely deserve it. Yes, that's true. So work out your schedule accordingly next time. This ends it on. Find some way out. You can always fall sick. People fall sick, no? It's not like they do all duties that they have. Genuinely fall sick. Yes. And this is your Bhavaroga, which your spiritual master will cure. So yes, never sir. miss spiritual master's lecture. All of you, Vishwana Jayapataka Swami Maharaj gives daily lectures in the evening. Online lectures. Practically daily lectures. Everybody should listen. I don't know, Sri Radhavan Maharaj, our very this he speaks these days. Does he speak, Mataji? Is there daily lectures? Radhanaka Mataji? Does your Gurudev uh, give lectures now online? No, I don't think so, Prabhuji. No, not really. Not, not nowadays. Not that I know of also, because uh, 
though the brahmachari is from our temple are assisting him yeah 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 and we are receiving the quotes and uh, his previous lectures we are just receiving yeah. few you exactly. know glance of it every day yeah that's what the principle is whenever your spiritual master gives classes hell or high weather you should listen to it definitely definitely very very particular okay thank you very much shila propat ki jai grandraj shrimad bhagavatam ki jai vila simple vila simple bhagavat pravaha class with castesman kali and first uh, of स्वामी uh not that i am very precious so message is precious so about to bhagavad gita tomorrow we will continue with the chapter next two verses 5:45 to 6:45 pm and uh, thank you very much for joining me Shila Prabhupada ki jai Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Krishna Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare Jai 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 Jai